Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode lucky or unlucky 13. I'm your host, George, as it usually is. Uh, let's get started. Michael, how are you, mate? Yeah, doing good, man. Doing, doing good. good. And uh, what a week. What a week of madness. Like, I just want to say something to, 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 to the listeners. If you're uh, thinking about living in Australia, think twice. Uh, we'll leave think that. Twice. We'll move on. Um, yeah. Stephen, how are you, man? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Um, You've been going for a walk one hour a day, um, so that's fun. And then got a big game coming up tomorrow with Balk, so yeah, excited for that. Beautiful, beautiful, Anthony. Good man, I'm happy to be back. I missed you guys. That's all. Oh, there you go, mate. Looking sharp as well as usual, Nico. Yeah, not bad. Couple of Bonathanakos wins since we last spoke. Yeah, look nicer at that. weather, so I can't complain. Yeah, that's it. And last but not least, Greg. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. It's funny you mentioned the unlucky 13. I've had a hell of a week with fines. My son just shat on me just before the show. And uh, <laughs> maybe it's the unlucky 13 number that did it all. Uh, that's my favorite number, 13. It's either yeah, so, it's uh, I, I know. Gate 13. I think Italians love the number 13. They find that a lucky number. But there you go. Anyway. Wow. Nico's channeling his. So uh, it's not the Irish? No, no, gate thirteen. Nicholas Channeling is in a he's in a Italian and gate thirteen. <laughs> no, gate thirteen. <laughs> All right, beautiful. All right, guys. Well, we'll get things started. So there's been a whole heap of matches, midweek catch up, whatever matches. So we'll try to run through them. Also, what we'll do, we'll, we'll run, we'll briefly run through the uh, midweek games from last week. Um, and we got here, the first one was uh, a ball on host at Barthnaikos. Barthnaikos, uh, 1-0 winners with uh, Ioannidis' uh, 20th minute goal. Nico, boys, anyone want to jump on that one? Um, we are very lucky to win this game. Yeah. We, we spoke about it off air and, and as the game finished as well. they We rode our luck. We are missing a lot of players. So it's, it's a good sign when you're you know winning ugly, missing players, but... The reality is that Apollon were good value for at least a draw, if not more. Uh, they had a couple of penalties. I, I think they, they, were the, they were the right calls, but they had a goal, a ball in the back of the net yeah. um, that wasn't given. For me, it was so marginal, just awarded. Uh, we're, we're millimeter, not even millimetres yeah. for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I knew this was, was a highlight for us in that. He was brilliant. Yeah, that's good. Well, that that goal that. as well gives him confidence. And you can just see he didn't score. There was a moment in the second half. He just he, he collected the ball and just with confidence, dribbles, beats one, beats two, and out of nowhere creates a chance for himself. Yeah, beautiful. That's what you want to see. Well, that's it. That's uh, you start your little roles there. Uh, following match, Larissa and Yanina Nilo. Michael, nothing really to talk about that game, just... Uh... Yeah, it was just nothing to talk about. Really yeah. poor match. But I'll just say that Bazianina was much more efficient on the attack. They should have scored a couple of goals at least. But as for our side, IL, it's just the same old story. We just can't. We just struggle together in the attack and finish our chances. As always, toothless. <laughs> All right. Ayek uh, 1, Panetolikos nil. Uh, goal by Galanopoulos just before half time. Greg, did you want to add to this one? Uh, like uh, the previous match, there wasn't too much to talk about. It was a nice goal set up by Mandalos. Mandalos did wonderful and put on the play for Galanopoulos. But I'm, st- I'm starting to think the, the lack of crowds or the no crowds in Greece is actually really affecting the, uh, the quality of matches. Most of the matches you're watching, there are some teams that I think play some pretty good football, but there's a huge, a huge amount of teams that are just playing 
pre-ordinary football. And I, I'm starting to think the lack of crowds is, is causing this. Oh, I absolutely think that, especially, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of players that, that enjoy that ego boost um, from the crowds that they get. And now that there's no crowds, they're probably finding it hard to, to get themselves up and pump for matches. But speaking of a, a team that isn't at the moment, Olympiacos, Four, Asteras, nil. Um, Semedo got the opener. Camara scored just before half time as well. Fortunis and Bruma with uh, the goals as well. Stephen? Yeah, it was a comfortable win against Asteras. You know, they didn't really threat, threaten us. They had, didn't have a shot on target in the game, uh, which I I didn't realise until I checked the yeah. game after the full-time whistle. Yeah. Semedo with a nice header. Camara was a beautiful half volley. Fortunis's free kick was beautiful. 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 Yep. And then Bruma got on the score sheet, which is always nice to see because we want him to be like, in a consistent run of form. Um, and the team looked good. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a pretty routine win for Olympiagos, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, they, they look good. They kept going. All right. Uh, Aris maintained uh, their winning ways with a 2-0 win over Volos, an uh, early goal to Lucas Sasha um, and an 81st-minute goal to uh, Facundo Bertoglio. Uh, had them as winners. Greg, did you see this one? Yeah, pretty very comfortable win for yeah. Aris. Um, Volos was pretty very ordinary, but Aris... Uh, Moved around the ball really, really well, and we're definitely well-earned winners, two-nil winners, and you know that goes back to a conversation we had off air uh, within Hellas Football, where I was standing up for artists about the football they play. They're a good team; they deserve to be where they are in this uh, amongst the current group of teams. Um, so, well done to them. Yeah, they're, they're they're playing well. I mean, every week. Yeah, credit the Mansios. You know, he came in. You know, they late. Should have, they should have scored more artists. Yeah, from Zandi yeah. Silva. Yeah, Zandi Silva, Silva yes. missed two big chances. Yeah, what a player he is. I really like him. Yeah. I would die for him to sign for my club. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. He's a, he's a really refreshing player to watch in Greece. Um, uh, watching yeah. Addis play in general, they're quite good. But seeing him, he's excellent player in attack. Needs to work on his finishing a bit, but a huge standout. Yeah. yeah. I really don't understand. I really don't understand how he's not in the first team in West Ham. Really don't understand that. He's talented, big talent. And you see his national team career. It's all he's played a lot of games for the youth teams for Portugal. And he's not getting a run in the first team in West Ham. It's mind boggling. Definitely yep. their loss. Their loss, exactly. Mm. Yep. Uh we'll move on to our perennial yo yo team. Offie two nil over Lamia. Uh goals to uh Stakos and Vafeas in the eighty fifth minute. Pretty academic win for that one. Anyone want to jump on that? Game? I was going to mention uh, yeah. Stakos. Uh, quite a handy little player. I've kept my eye on him yeah. the last two seasons, and he's yeah. starting to come good now. So, someone to keep an eye on. I was disappointed we lost him. Did he come from... Jonathan oh, is he? Yeah. He, but That's when, right. when Donis took over, that season where we had those transfer bans and all those punishments, he appointed yeah. four captains. He was one of the four. Then he never got a look in by Donis at all that season and he left. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I was, yeah, very disappointed to so, lose him back then. So he's a, he's a 24-year-old and, yeah. Uh, yeah, look. Well, yeah, he would have been 22, 21, 22 back then. All his youth career, played 21 games for Bath Lake also yeah, as well. He was, yeah, he was decent a couple yeah, of Yeah, under 21 international as well, came under 17, 19, 21. So defensive mid, yeah, let's see. Or if you're trying to claim back all the players that Bath Lake also took over from back in the day. Um, no one got that, by the way. Got All right. 
<laughs> All right. And the big one in the midweek rounds was Atromitos 3, Bauk 2. So um, Bauk were up with a 1-0 uh, with a Swedeski goal in the first half. Um, then the second half, uh, Muniz equalised. Vara on debut, I think, uh, got a goal there. Uh, to give him the lead and two late goals by Carisis and Natsos uh, proved to be the winning goals for Atromitos. So they're a bit of a yo-yo club there. You know, they've always been a difficult team to beat, but you would have thought Bulk uh, should have had their measure there. Um, Michael, how did you see this one, man? I didn't watch it, but that is a shocking yeah. loss. I did not expect that from Bulk, yeah. but... Um, but credit to Atromitos, they got themselves back into the game. They were, they were really fighting for it. Yeah. No, they what, what I saw in the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. The hi- highlights. I, I saw the highlights as well. They were pretty good. Yeah. And, and that goal from that goal from Munith. That's wow. terrific. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrific. Oh, look, he's got the Spanish on, eh, Munith? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey guys, as well, just for all Park fans, we're going to have one of our um, contributors come on in, in uh, week time. He's going to become a semi-permanent regular. Um, just work-wise, it's a bit too hard for him. So, Ethan, uh, who does a bit of uh, work for us, well as football, awesome. hard, hardcore uh, Park fan, he's going to jump on and uh, rep for all the Park fans across the world that listen to us. Uh, that's a uh, Good little thing just to promote the, the guy as well. So, yeah, look, they were all the midweek game, midweek matches. Um, and then we go to the uh, the weekend round. So, first match, uh, Olympiacos had a 2-1 win over Panetolikos. So, it wasn't um, as clear-cut as you would have expected the win to be before the match. Um, but they got the job done regardless. Uh so a goal, <clears throat> pardon me, to Fortunis in early on the fourth minute was cancelled out uh, by a second half, early second half goal to Taha um, and El Arabi in the 65th minute uh, restored uh, the lead for Olympiacos who held on to go and win the match. Stephen, how did you see that? Tell you what, Panetolikos really pushed us at times yeah, in the game. I know absolutely. we had a bit of a rotated side. Rebchuk had his, I believe it was his first start. He looked yes, pretty it decent. Was. Yep. Um, Fortunis, again, nice to see him scoring consistently. Um, and then they just came out of the blocks and they equalised through a really nice goal from, like you said, from Tahir. And it was just it was just weird. Like, they just kind of came out and they were really pressing us. We kept losing the ball in silly areas at times. And they were pressing in. Velas has got them really playing some interesting football. And um, and then the moment Vruzai came on, Vruzai made instant impact along with Valbuena. You know, great mm-hmm. run from Vruzai. Then Valbuena literally falling head over heels just to get the assist for El Arabi, who scored just after the hour mark. And uh, we held on for the win. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good result for yeah, us. Yeah, look, and... it was a heavily rotated. Solakis was in goal. Uh, Rabchuk yeah. was starting. Uh, Sisse and Bar were the central defenders, the big ones. Yeah, I believe Semedo um, took his suspension uh, yeah, this game, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and the big one for Olympiacos fans is uh, Hassan made a late cameo so he's back in yeah it looks to be healthy from um from the uh i'm really glad i'm really happy the covid scare that he that he had recently the, the the fact that there were possibilities that he might not play football game was quite scary for you know be scary for anyone mm. in his position so the fact that he's come back is a real testament to yeah him, so all the best to him you know yeah well that's right so yeah no good so yeah the 
for Olympia. Of course, fans, hard-earned win, but a win nonetheless keeps them uh, there, keeps them going. Uh, Balk, after their disappointing uh, loss to Atromitos, uh, came back and had a 3-1 win over Volos. Wasn't all easy going, though, because Volos actually scored first uh, by with a Kiakos goal in the 11th minute. Um, a penalty restored parity for Stefan Schwab uh, in the 29th minute. And uh, Ingerson 2-1. And new striker, I don't know. Magic. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Got a 90th minute goal to uh, finish yeah. the game 3-1. Now, did you see this one, Michael? I saw this one. Yeah. And Bulk fans... I read it, and I and, and I agree with Chuck Curdy. I was watching the same match as him. That first half was rubbish, absolutely yeah. rubbish. Volos was pressing them so high, and if you saw the first goal from Kiakos, good on to him. He dedicated that goal to his cousin. I think he's got you know diagnosed with cancer. Uh, good on him for scoring his first goal um, uh, for the club. But Balk, that was a rubbish first half, and they were struggling to break down Volos. Um, uh, they had to. Um, I think that was a deserved penalty, in my opinion. There was a handball. Yeah. Uh, when you look closely at that the was replay, a penalty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the second half, it was all bulk. Um, I, they made all the right substitutions, but questionable though, because I questioned why Pereira came off, and uh, for Verinha, which was questionable, but it somehow it worked out. Um, so th- it was all bulk the second half, and and yeah, deserved win in my opinion. Volos was very. They were just. They just. Uh, their defense was just broken down. The, the entire second yeah. half, it was just all over the place. Hey, Greg, I've got one for you as well with regards to, we'll go back to Nini's watch. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he went on for a little bit of a run and got himself more minutes, more minutes and played a full game and then went back and was an unused sub for a bit. Now he came on in the 64th minute, but I believe he came yeah. on to play a number 10 role for this. So uh, do we know? For this, was, for this particular match, he did. Yeah, um, yeah. But- I found it very interesting that um, uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was the Panitoli-Gos match, that he played 90 minutes, had the uh, Super League most touches in a game for this season yeah, from another right. player, and was then benched. Benched, I think, for two games, in a, I think, in a row. Yes. And then uh, finally got some minutes in this game, which um, really mirrors the, 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 the special I did on him about his career, how... Um, he, he goes on a good run. He has. He, he then gets a game. He starts, plays really well, and the next thing you know, next week he's he's not he's on the bench and not even getting a game time. But uh, actually, he wasn't even selected. Uh, he wasn't no. the game there, there was a game where he wasn't was, even yeah. selected. Yeah. And then the next day, bench. There was yeah. no talk about any injuries or anything like that. But I couldn't find, I just find I, it bizarre. I had a quick look and I couldn't find anything. And then I saw this match and I'm like, okay. And he's come on the yeah. second half now. You know, he came on in the 64th minute, so 65th minute after they conceded. So I guess they're chasing the win there. So, yeah. But you'd think that after playing so well as a deep lying, you know, in a deeper role, that the, that they would look to use that. But I think maybe well, they, with- they did. Um, they did pressure Palk a fair bit. The, the third goal Palk got was um, the Volos team had all moved up. They were all attacking, looking for that yep. equaliser, and um, yeah. they got away. Palk uh, got that uh, runaway and uh, got an easy third goal. Yeah, oh, there you go. All right, we'll, we'll move on. Um, that's Ninis watch as well, guys. Um, Apollon Sminis uh, went down 1-0 to Asteras. Uh, uh, Geronimo Barella's uh, 20th minute goal was the difference. So he's on a bit of a hot streak as well and uh, starting to get noticed uh, by uh, 
just random nice. people. Yeah, and good on him. He's he's, he's a good, uh, he's a, you know, he's a quality player for the league, so he's been doing well. Um, it's one of the easier goals uh, he scored this time around. The, the Bullen, one of the Bullen players. Uh, did a, tr- a terrible mistake and did a back pass That's right to him. Right, yes. So he would have been, he would have yes. normally been There's offside, but because that ball and player parked, uh, sorry, passed to him, he did a nice finish though. I've got to give it to him. A beautiful finish. Um, but a ball on, uh, yeah, they, they tried for that equaliser, but they just couldn't get it. Yeah. Is this his second or third time back at Asteras? I think it's second. his second. Second, yeah. yeah, I thought so. Second. It's his second, yeah. He's, yes. uh, He's actually getting. I mean, I know Michael said he'll touch on him later on in the uh, transfer wrap, but um, he's getting noticed, as I said, just just by looking at our feed as well. Um, publications from um, uh, Argentina. Um, yeah, good on him. Look, you know, it's good. The Greek league's getting noticed. That's the main thing there. All right, uh, Tromitos um, and Ophia, after having both wins, uh, played out a nil or draw. Um, Ophi had a player sent off in the uh, 52nd minute, Miguel Melado. Um, but unfortunately, Atromitos couldn't capitalise on that. So that ended up a nil or draw. Uh, following that, Barthnaikos, two nil winners over Larissa, a goal in the 36th minute to Carlitos and a Emanuelis goal in the 90th minute um, sealed the win. Antoni, how'd you say it, buddy? Good, good game. Um, you know, better than the Wednesday performance against, uh, you know, was it uh, Apollon that we played? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the performance was better. Um, obviously, Larissa has their struggles. Uh, but overall, Ioannidis impressed me again. He started Carlitos with the goal. Manuelidis, of course. But honestly, Velez, you know, me and Michael were talking about it. Fran Velez has really been performing well in that midfield role, that deep that defensive midfield role. Uh, and if he keeps it up, I mean, maybe we don't need to look for another center back or a defensive midfielder in the uh, winter window. Uh, I would slot Curbelis uh, maybe back there if we need him for a, an emergency and keep Velez as the uh, defensive mid. But overall, the performance was good. Um, me and Michael had a bet. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I was a nice guy, and I told him, hey, "You don't have to worry about it." Ah, uh, you know, if you had lost, if it was the other way around, <laughs> would have let me have it. <laughs> I'm too nice. You are, you are too nice. And thinking about that, I see the uh, the Park and Olympiacos boys have uh, have made a bet as well. So uh, good luck to both of them as well on that. Anyway, going back to the game, Michael, how did you see it, mate? The great Nikos Alephantos once said. Mathe Balitza. And that's not directed to the whole team. That's directed to one player only. Fjorin Dermashai. What a garbage footballer. Absolute garbage. It is a mystery how this guy was called up to the ethnic mother. It is an absolute mystery. I don't understand this guy. He was destroyed by Skankeveld and Bungaras this match. Not Pinakas. Pinakas was trying to, you know, work his way through the team. Good on him. He was putting he was one of the few players on the field doing the work but Dermashai he's a twig an absolute twig I don't know what to say about this guy how did Olympiacos spend 500,000 yeah. euros on this guy well he's I mean, not even worth half say, a, he's not even worth half a cent wasn't it wasn't it closer to a million 
No, ha- half, a, half a million. That's, oh, well, the, was, that's the price. That, guy, he's not even worth it. I mean, this guy's been capped for the national team too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yes. came Durmisa, He came through the ranks at that. I think he had like one half decent yeah, season the year right. where, he, where, where he scored like nine goals for a poor Panionios side. That's but right. I mean, you know, yeah, over the years, you saw Olympiacos buying Panionios players mm. left, right and centre. So, you know, a bit like what other clubs are doing now and what other clubs have done beforehand. So, But Schenkenfeld, they had a good game. Um, yeah. Just yeah. What, what's going on with Buzukis? He's starting to get some minutes as well now. Uh, lots yeah. of players missing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. And good to see some are actually coming back for a big game this weekend against Aris. Yeah. What's the what's status with Gordbelis? Um, I'm not sure. I think he's still going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to say, apparently, I read some news that uh, Molo might be staying and being that, converted to a right back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that as well. I did. I did. He put in a shift, man, against yeah. uh, Larissa. He wouldn't be my first choice right back, but probably worth keeping around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll Can move. we trade? Hold on a second. Can we yeah. trade? <laughs> you, 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 can you trading. have Dermashai, please? You can have Dermashai and I'll have Gabadis. I'll, I'll happily take him. How about my head? You'll take my head. Uh, <laughs> no, you can keep, no, 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 no. You keep Makeda because Dermashai makes Makeda look like Batistuta. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> what a garbage footballer. Was uh, Yama Frappe there? Was that a Frappe? Yep. He needs oh, a good good. He needs I thought, a, frappe. I, thought needs, I wasn't going to go have a sip. Needs a shot of Uzo in it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> put a shot of Uzo in it, Michael. It'll calm your nerves a little bit. Um, all right. So, Aris um, weren't able to get past a stubborn Yanina side. They had a nil or draw there. Um, Greg, how did you see this one, man? Did you, did you get a well, chance? Aris should have won one nil. They scored a legitimate yeah. goal, yes. which the ridiculous referees in Greece and the ridiculous use of VAR. Disallowed another for another shocking dumb way of watching a replay and disallowing a goal, uh, just like they did with our ball on penalty against Panathinaikos. They're just absolutely disgracefully well, greasy. And this, and this is the way they're using and this VAR. Is what I want, and this is what I want to say. It's almost like when they use VAR, they want to find the reason to take something right. off as opposed to find the reason yeah. why, you know, is there anything or toward. And what's his name? Clattenburg. I called him Zuckerberg yeah. earlier and I got in trouble, but um, <laughs> Clattenburg. Only recently, a week or two ago, I was in the British papers saying, oh, you know, how, you know, v, if VAR was around, you know, blah, 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 and how he's, he's a big proponent of it and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's just talking VAR up like it's the next best, you know, the next coming of God. That makes me want to puke. But then he's in Greece. Best interest, that's why. Yeah, no, he, oh, yeah, of course it is. But then he comes into Greece, like, if you're the referee's boss in Greece, then teach your referees how to use the bloody thing properly because I was with Greg. It was just, they're, they're sitting there, they're nitpicking and when you It's not only Greece, though. It's shocking everywhere. No, it is. No, you're yeah. right. You're everywhere. right. Yeah, yeah. And other sports too. We've seen it here in Australia with the NRL. Oh, yeah. Nitpicking to find, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we're sitting there through replay after replay just to find any reason to not give a try. Not it's the same thing yes. in yes. football. Uh, they're, they're looking for any reason to not. The and offside I, I ones I, are the worst. They're offside with those stupid little lines. Yeah, they're the worst. Um, and then these ones here, that now I'm saying, I think the pattern is in Greece, you know, if if it looks like it's a tough tackle, it's a tough tackle and you got to get the, the defenders get the benefit of the doubt and there's no goal yes. there. It's just but, ridiculous. That's the thing. They, they're given the benefit of the doubt because if it's a strong tackle or, or whatever it might be, if it's something that would be just classified as a 50-50 
They're just saying, well, no, nah. if it's 50-50, we're going to go against the person that yeah. went and did that. It should be the other way. <clears throat> That's right. They should just let just, it go. Just to touch on Plattenberg, you know, I remember when he was one of the referees in the Premier League. He's just one of the – I feel like everything he says should be taken with a pinch of salt because he's just one of those referees that always wants the focus to be on him oh. as an individual. And it's just <laughs> – yeah. It's such a big ego boost for him and it it just takes it away from the game. You know, he's, he's the officiator, sure, but that doesn't mean that he's the centerpiece of the football match. I I was reading that. I I was reading that, um, that piece, I think it was with the BBC, just out of curiosity. And he started talking about his stupid tattoos and how, what they mean to him. And I'm thinking, shut the, uh, your tattoos because he officiated a World Cup final or something like that. I'm like, scarcely my luck. I like, just go back to Greece and sort out the referees and, you know, Honestly, before someone gives you one big fup. And shout out to whoever's puppy is barking in the background there. Um, all right. Last match of the round. Um, Greg's Aik got up 1-0 over Lamia, a ninth minute and certified goal was enough, even though you had a player sent off in the second half, a straight red to Insua. Um, you saw off the Lamia side to get yourself the win. Greg, how did you see that, man? Uh, look, this was a, a better game for us. We were much better than we were in the game against, um, um, who was it, uh, Panetolikos. Yep. So that was good. Uh, and certified, again, showed his class and was the difference and got us the three points. But... Um, Overall, quite pleased. And uh, two clean sheets in a row for Ayak, that's huge. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's funny you talk about Unsatisfied because he's what? He's, he's 30 years old, so he's not exactly, he's, he's still in his prime there. And always was funny how, like, he left Olympia, course, for Forest, which obviously was a sideways move, but it was a sideways out move because he didn't last long there and ended up in the Middle East somewhere. So it's good to see him back in Greece because he had some success, you know, with us and um, mm. Panionios beforehand, speaking of uh, the Olympiakos, Panionios, uh, you know, player purchases there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, 30 Spe- years old. Speaking of um, speaking yeah. of the match with Aiklamia, I saw the red card. I want to see what Greg's thoughts was it in Sua because uh, I, I think that was disgraceful. Look, at first, I agreed with you. Then I saw the replay again. And um, he, look, he, he, he puts his leg on the Lamia play, uh, sorry, the Lamia play defender's leg and actually uh, pushes down on it. So um, I can kind of see why it was a red card because you can't, you can't deliberately do that, which looks like what he's done. But whether that was intentional, I probably need to see it again or that was an accident. But I can see the, the reason why it was red card at that time. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the midweek and the weekend round, guys. So, uh, quick run through the table. Olympiacos on top spot with 41 points and a goal difference of 36. Um, all those big wins, obviously, making it count there. Um, Artis hold on to second spot uh, with 33 points. Bulk third spot, 31. Aik, 30. uh forever improving. And what was that? Three clean sheets in a row, guys? Yeah, two wins in a row. Seven points from the last yeah. three. And yeah, yeah so, so on 25 points with a uh, plus five goal difference there. And interestingly enough, um, you guys for a while had played more, you know, two or three games more than all the teams yes. around you, but everyone's caught up within reason there with 
you know, a couple of teams with one That's one right. game in front. So 25 points there, so five points um, off That's fourth right. there. And, and the teams above us who have the games in hand actually play each other. That's right, yes. Uh, yeah, so that could so be... it's a, all to play for. Yeah, a status, and you've got yourself a little gap there, a four-point gap on a status yeah. who are sixth on 21 points. So that wraps up the six there. Um, and the best of the rest, Orphy on 19 points with a minus five goal difference. So they've got a bit of work to do there if they want to get back into the six. Uh, Volos, after a good start, are kind of sliding a little bit there. They're on 19 points. Atromitos, 18 points. Uh, Apollo on 15. Bas, 15. Panetolikos, 11. Larissa, are on eight with a minus 17 goal difference, which is going to hurt. And Lamia on five points, minus 20, uh, with a bucket load of games in hand there. So things are... We're still um, going to go to Europe. We're still going to go to Europe. Well, your players are going to go to Europe. Just depends on where they're going to go in the off-season. So. <laughs> Michael, I had to say it, but Larissa at the moment is probably looking like one of the probably one of the favorites to go down. I think yeah. Lamia's probably shown a little bit more than Larissa at the moment. Oh, you know, funny yeah. you say that, Greg, because every time, the, every time the odds come out before in the preseason, <laughs> Gurias gets upset saying, this is blasphemous. This is wrong. This is match fixing. <laughs> do you, do you know it's upset before, when he hears they, they yeah. fix the odds. Do, do you know <laughs> the, the saving grace for, I think, clubs like your your Larissa at the moment is the league being split in half where you don't have to play the top six teams because, you know, the bottom four, maybe not bust, but there's, you know, like – the. the it, there's not much chop in the lower part of the yeah. league there. So they were the worst side we've played this season, the ladies on the weekend. I was yeah. going to say it before. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not looking good, unfortunately. There, but there's still a bit of business to be done in January. So hopefully, they can dig themselves out of it. Um, all right, what we'll do is we'll. Um, that's wrapped up everything. So what we'll do, we'll go to Michael with uh, the weekly wrap of um, all the transfer news and rumours. And then we'll look forward, we'll talk about the upcoming round of matches where there's some big boppers um, that could, you know, shape the way the season goes. So, uh, Michael, over to you, mate. Thank you, George. Um, so we will start with the transfer news, the same as the last two episodes, the big clubs, on the way to the rest of the clubs. Oh, there was not much with the rest of the clubs anyways. But we'll start with Olympiacos, as always. Uh, Yusuf El-Arabi was targeted by Wolves. Nothing concrete, nothing to say. It was just just another BS rumor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, next one, another BS rumor. Costas Fortunis, Nottingham Forest. Wanted to... <laughs> Was linked to the move to Lonningham Forest with a sixteen million pound. Uh, let, let me just. Let me I just. Fa- I found out. Yeah, let me just. Let I me found just out say where that. this was first reported. Some Malaga that's bored. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was it reported? Yes. Michael. Michael, we've lost you, mate. Michael, can't hear you. Oh no. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> now I think he's. Uh... Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. we yes. can, Michael. All right. I found out where the rumor came from. It came from an AIC website, NOCGR. An AIC website? Why yes. would AIC uh, report on Olympiacos? Because the derby's coming up. Oh. Olympiacos Falk. Ah, ah. What's, what's, okay. It, 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 well, it's a dumb rumor because, one, if, if Marinakis owns both clubs as he does, why would he 
transfer 16 this is anyway. million between yeah you'd give the guy on a loan like an yeah. 18 month loan like he's done with every other player and you know like yeah. that's one and then the other one seriously fortunis in the championship come on man like it's it's, it's not yeah. one it's not easy yeah. it's not a league if, if they were can... in, if they're in the EPL I could see him yeah absolutely because yeah. he'd want to showcase his skills in the Premier League and, but... and even even then if, if he had come back from his ACL injury and he wasn't looking good and he just was struggling to get back into the game then maybe you could justify him going out on loan to Forest for a bit to maybe have a change of scene to see if he can get some form back nah. but even then you wouldn't transfer him to yeah. no disrespect to Forest because they are a historic club but at the end of the day they've been a championship side for a very long time now and they're quality struggling. wise and they're struggling. yeah and they're struggling quality wise yeah, they he, are be head head and shoulders above him, oh, but he, there, there are some butchers in that league, as you know. He yeah. the, he wouldn't last with the physicality. They'd be chopping him down. There's no way he'd last. No, exactly. I mean, I, I saw the Forest fans salivating at the prospect, and I'm writing to him, going, "Listen," you know, and, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, Not he, he, he's all. had a, he's had a falling out with the manager." I'm thinking, no, he hasn't had a falling out with the manager. He's just a weird person, and Martin's is a different person, and they've just. But I've never heard of them two having a falling out, other than what happened ages ago but you know and that was all nipped in the bud earlier so i don't know anyway but there you go michael there's someone's creating rumors because they're bored anyway let's yeah, carry um, on so everything clear now my voice as well yeah, yeah he lost yeah, connection yeah. with me there but yeah okay so we move on hugo kuipers he's not going to il it's not happening i think he's knocked it back the same with andrutsos so a new rumors a new rumors popped up and it's his former club standard liege they want him on loan. So that's where it all started for him in his career. Okay. Um, that's where he made his only professional appearance. So what do you guys think, George and Steve? We'll start with you, George. Well, we'll see what happens. If uh, We'll see what kind of business we do in January and if the, um, uh, the Mitroglou rumour pick get, gets any legs. Um, if Hassan gets more minutes because, I mean, look, he's been out for so long and then he came back and already got minutes in front of other players. So... Look, I think I think if there's going to be a player that moves on, a striker that's going to move on, it's going to be him. Um, regardless, I think if we get um, Mitro or not, Steve. Steve. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, George. I mean, Hassan may be back, but it's going to take him a while to get back to full fitness, especially if COVID is going to be still on and off affecting his fitness. Um, but he still got is, he, but he still got minutes. That was the thing. So as soon as he was got minutes, as exactly. soon as he was available, he played. <laughs> so I mean, El Arabi's in form again. He's scoring consistently. Kuipers, it's hard because you want him to go and play minutes to develop. And Belgium is actually one of the few places you could send one of your youth players over to mm. um, to to develop further and maybe get a more consistent game time. And it's hard because I, I don't know with Hassan back. It's just hard to see Mitroglou coming now. Even with Kuipers going out on loan, you're going to have three first-team strikers, essentially, in your team. So, and they're all going to be buying for minutes. Look, it all um, depends if uh, if Mitroglu wants to play the role that Dorosidis and Avram are, are, is playing at the moment, where they come in, they're just good to be around the club, you know, and finish their career on their terms, you know, playing a few minutes here and there. So, yeah, it, it, it's, all down to, it's all down to him and it's all down to Martins at the end of yeah. the day. We'll, well that's it. Yeah. I, I personally want Kuipers to stay and try to fight for his place because it's clear he wants to but yeah at we the just, same time we, we've got yeah. an ageing roster with regards to certain key players so I'm hoping that Martin's yeah. whilst he's looking at what's in front of him now he's also looking at the next 12 18 24 months 
Um, because yeah, yeah, some of our key players are, you know, in their thirties, in their deep thirties. So we, um, you know, we I think can't. If, if if we get Imbinakas or um or Mitroglou, then I think I think Kaipers is going out on loan. Yeah. Certain. Well, the and Pinakas as well. Yeah. All right, Michael. Speak. Yeah, I was just going to get on to Pinakas. So Alexis Gorias was interviewed on Sport Twenty Four. Just, but I'll give I'll give you some basic uh, facts here. What he said. Um, he he said that he's he's valued Pinakas at three million euros. Um, and he also said that Pinakas reminds him of George Best, Manchester United legend. Um, don't know where he got that from. Probably, probably boozing, from his days, his generation. And, boozing and women, eh? Yeah. And um, it's it reported last week on Sport Time that Olympiacos was ready to buy the teenager for half of the value, one and a half million euros. But the likely scenario was to remain at AL on loan until the end of the season. But almost a week later now, there's been no developments. But a transfer cannot be ruled out. Okay. So that's the latest in there. Yeah. So. Well, we'll if, move if on to. to go yeah. by, if there's yeah. anything, sorry, yeah. just quickly, if there's anything to go by, um, that means Binakas will be finishing his career in South Africa, just like George Best did. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Anyways, with, with millions we, of women. Anyway, let's carry on. <laughs> Anyways, we move on to Panathinaikos. We get Andoni and Nick's thoughts. Um, Lamkel Z, the club no longer wants the player after last week's incident in Belgium. He turned up to Antwerp's training and wearing the rival's jersey, Andalek. If anyone missed it, that is just that that story made the headlines. That's probably going to be the headline story of this transfer window. Um, just absolutely bonkers. Uh, just after um, we spoke about it, it went viral last week. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> everywhere. What a freak! Oh my god! What a freak! Even in the UK, they were reporting it. I heard everywhere, everywhere, Steve. Just talking about everywhere. It, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. Stupid players. Stupid players. There you go. Yep. So we start off. Contract news. Zernopoulos, the second choice goalkeeper, has agreed to renew his contract until 2023. While third choice keeper, Christo Yorgos, we yet to respond to his contract offer. They've offered him a contract until 2024. Nick, we'll start with you. We, we mentioned this last week. Yeah, I, I didn't expect them both to be willing to stay on. But if they do, that's a bonus. You don't have to look for a keeper for for many years. Because after you lost Gotze, I was shocked with that. So it's best to keep um, yeah. all, all your goalkeepers. As, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Next, Zagaritis. We'll get Andoni's thoughts on this. So in December, Dreosi was trying to get the try and t- tie down Zagaritis on a new contract before Christmas. That never happened. It's not looking so good. It has stalled. It's been revealed there was no communication between the club and Zagaritis' manager. The problem was the contract was proposed directly to Zagaritis and not to his manager, who has not been informed about this news. <laughs> Andoni, what are your thoughts? Oh, boy. I mean, it's not looking good. I was thinking that he was maybe going to, you know, have the extension done maybe during Christmas time. But now that we've moved into January, and he can be free to negotiate with other clubs, which I've heard, you know, German teams, I don't know if that's true or not, but they, they're interested in him. I mean, he's going to be getting more money. He's going to be playing in a better league. Uh, I, it's not looking good, if I'm being honest. This is a whole circus act. And Olympiacos are circulating like sharks, yeah, along with those German clubs. Willing to uh, sign him on a pre-contract. He is free to negotiate for to sign for a club next season, yeah. Olympiacos That'll be a big loss for you guys. Olympiacos are after that Moldovan left back, I think, right? 
Yes, or, but let's not let's not rule out that Holobus may leave or not. You never know okay. what could happen. Yeah, because I was banking on Olympiakos buying a left back and not getting Zagaritz. If he goes there, I'll be crushed. <laughs> if he goes there, Nick, man, that's, awesome. that's if he goes there, that's the end. Yeah, that's that hurts, right. man. Oh, look, I don't think he will. In, in all honesty, I don't think he will. May it's 50-50 whether he stays or not. I don't know. Yeah. If he does leave, I think it'll be abroad. Well, yeah. The last like, player like that moved by from... this type scenario. Mm. That's why I say that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's best to tie down all the youngsters. Oh, but sure. with uh, the last Panathinaikos player that moved to Olympiakos was Mavrudis. I think his name was. I think that was his name, Mavrudis. I can't remember now. Um, so we move on. Steven Mendoza, Colombian winger on the books at Amiens in Ligue 2, the French League, French second division. He's refused to sign a new contract with the French side, which sees a window of opportunity for Panathinaikos to make their move and sign him on a pre-contract agreement. Dreyosi plans to bring in Mendoza in the, sum- in the summertime. He's a skillful player, good ball technique, very pacey player. However, he can be selfish. Andoni, you're impressed with this player. What do you uh, think? Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty impressed with him. And the thing is, after watching, again, Giovanni's versus Larissa, I mean... We, Mendoza would clearly be an upgrade there. I, I'm hoping we can keep Ator on the right and having Mendoza on the left. Carlitos is the striker. I mean, he would add he would add a, a new dimension to the attack. Yeah, you know, he's selfish a bit like Giovanni's, but he seems to be a better decision maker. And I think that's what we need up front, especially. I think you need a bit of selfishness in the Greek league because of the defenses in the Greek league is very tough to break down. So I think Mendoza is that right player to bring in. And Hadziovan is, I've seen him, like, my God, his decision-making is just rubbish. Terrible. And Mendoza to bring in, it would be a good addition for you guys. And he's had some time in USA with New York City and did quite I mean, well there. Just, just to add in, I mean, I'll ask Greg as well. Uh, being selfish isn't a bad thing. It's when you make the right decisions in a selfish place. I mean, Fortunis, could, you could say, and El Arabia are both selfish players in a sense, but yeah. they make better decisions more time than not. Greg, what do you reckon? Do you agree? Oh, 100% agree. Mm, and yeah. you see that in their assists and goals with Hadji Giovanni's. A lot of the times, they, you know, you get some assists, um, but also, he also misses some big opportunities as well when mm. he's selfish. So he needs to capitalize on those, make the right decision. Yeah. If you're going to go yourself, finish, the dis- finish yep. that shot. That's right. Yeah, especially when there's opportunities yep. to pass yeah. or not. So, which isn't selfish isn't bad. It's when they make the, constantly make the wrong decisions, being selfish, um, which hurts yeah. them and the team. Anyway, sorry, carry yeah. on, Michael. Anyways, we'll, we'll finish off with Banathanakos news. There's not much really to say here. It's Antonito, the Spanish right back. Set to terminate his contract and sign for Cartagena in Spain. They're in the second division. Obviously, not in Bologna's plans. He's not had a great time at Panathinaikos due to a health problem. Um, I found out about that diagnosis. He had an infection in his respiratory system. So that's why he was out for such a long period of time. So I wouldn't call him a flop, maybe in, in a sense that he didn't feature for a game. He was ready in December, but not, not as big as a flop as Vinagre. That's for sure. Uh, Buzukis. Orphi wanted to sign him on loan, but he's knocked back the move. He, don't, he doesn't find the move attractive. I don't blame him. Yeah, I really don't. I prefer, personally prefer him to sign... Uh, I prefer, prefer Pouzoukis to sign abroad for a Dutch club. Uh, we move on to Ajax, and we've, lo- we've lost Greg. 
<laughs> we have to. And yes, we've lost Greg. Uh, that's so, right. He's coming back. He's back. Keep going anyway. Um, so Petar Karaklaic, unofficial information states that he's loaned out to FK Rad in his home country, Serbia. Obviously not had much games at all. Actually, he's not, he's not actually played for Ajax this season. Petar Karaklaic. Moving on, Christos Albanis. That's good news for Greg. Renewed his contract until until 2024. New salary, earning 230,000 euros per year, as reported by Sport Time. Not sure how true that is. Greg, your thoughts on Albanis? Uh, good player. Um, I think kind of what we mentioned before, probably needs just a little bit more polish in his game. But on his day, he's a great player. It's a shame we haven't... I, I'd be interested to see him play one day a little bit more central where he used to play for Apollon because he was banging the goals in a, on a weekly basis for them. But, um, you know, I, I'm always excited when I see him in the lineup. He usually provides us uh, with some good go forward. He, he can take players on. He can he can finish when he gets a chance. So, um, But he, he just doesn't get consistent playing time. It's He'll start like he started against Lamia, but he'll probably be, we've got a fair bit of um, competition in the attacking third. So um, overall, definitely happy to see him extend at eight. Yeah, I would love to see him one day for the ethnic gear because our left wing, our depth on the left wing is just you know, really yeah, he's a, not he's there. a decent option, hundred percent. And like I said, he's a player that can finish. You know, I mentioned before the ethnic gear players they they usually you know uh, miss those fifty fifty chances. Uh, Albani's can make a difference there, and especially even in big games. One of the things I think about him, I like about him, is in big games he really goes for it. Uh, you know, we've seen Aik was a lot of derbies recently, but most of those games that he's played, he's been one of the few players that looks dangerous and steps up to those occasions. I agree. And moving on, Marco Levi and Nelson Oliveira. According to a report from Nova Sports, both strikers will not extend their contracts. At the start of the season, the club's priority was to secure both of them on new deals. Negotiations took place, but there's been nothing conclusive. What are your thoughts? Um, uh, I'm waiting. Uh, Levaya has slowly started to not make appearances. So I'm not surprised if that happens. His form has been very poor. Um, at the same time, he gets constantly being played on the left wing. I don't really think he's a left winger. Uh, he's more of a central uh, number 10. Um, but he's been poor. Um, so I, I think it's a matter of time before he's, he's, he's shown the door. Um, as for Oliveira, though, he keeps starting. He, he, plays, he keeps playing for us. Um, but the reports stay the same. So I'm not I'm not sure 100% what's happening there because he's always starting for Ake and he's he's consistently getting playing time. So, um, uh, uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he sold off as well because uh, and Sadifa. But we also need to buy a decent replacement for these two guys. These are, you know, especially Oliveira up front. We don't we, that'll believe us with Ansarifad. Um Maybe we, you know, maybe there's a few other players that can potentially play up there, but you need to replace him. I agree, and I don't know who will replace him. Maybe Kuluris. And be back up to Ansarifad, who's banging in goals lately. I'm really impressed with him at Ike. He's been fantastic. Yeah. And the host, and now we go on the right backs. Inige Lekue, athletic, he's from Athletic Bilbao. Kenny Lala from Strasbourg. Uh, reports have denied it in Ike's interest. Hide Ter Avest from Udinese. That's, uh, that interest is concrete. Yanis Gotras, the deal is on ice. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I wouldn't mind him, especially, like I think I said last week, I don't know how Vasil Antonopoulos has all of a sudden gotten out of uh, the plans of Ike. He was mm. our best uh, right back at the t- uh, for uh, in that period with um, Bakakis. And um, 
uh, who was the other guy? I've gone, I've gone blank. But Paulinho. Uh, Paulinho, sorry, yes. Um, so I, I'd want him to come because we don't really have, uh, with Vasilantonopoulos been out of the plans, it just lives with Bakakis, who is so vulnerable on that right. So I really hope he comes to Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we move on to Balk. Well, Antonio Cholak, interest from Standard Liège, interested to sign the Croatian strike on loan. The signing of Kemencic has pushed Cholak down the order, so a loan move is possible. Franco Ferrari from Volos is in the spotlight. Seems like Pablo Garcia does not want to use, like, utilize Adrian Pereira. I don't believe that at all. But Ferrari for Balk is it? Ferrari for Volos, sorry, is um is actually a decent little player. Yeah, but good player. What, yeah, yeah, he's a very good player. I really like him. Uh, just another fantastic player at Volos, uh, along with Albert. Oh, what's his name? Duvikas, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Nika Nenua, Georgian midfielder. There was an agreement to join Anorthosis on loan. After conversations between the clubs, the agreement was cancelled. Anderson, the city. Gostepe from Turkey want the player on loan, but another Turkish club and also a Russian club have entered the battle to sign the Nigerian defensive midfielder. Apalka keen to give him away out on loan and are demanding the two Turkish clubs and Russian club to include a two and a half million purchase clause. Aris, Nicholas Yanu, separate left back joins Nottingham Forest on loan as first reported. Steve, what do you think about this one? Since you're separate and you follow Yanu lately. Yeah, he hasn't really got that much game time from what I'm aware in, in the championship with Nottingham Forest. And it's a shame because they're going through a bit of a transition period with how poor they've been in the league. He needs game time. Aris is a good place for him to to go and get that game time if um if if willing. And um yeah, he's a he's a good little player. He had a good long spell with Abuel before he went to um Forest, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, he's he's a talented player for sure. I expected him to excel in England, and uh, yeah, so did I. Since actually. he had time with the Manchester, it's just a shame. Yeah, it's just a real shame. Uh, since he had time with the Manchester United Academy, I thought he would fit in with the environment, but just somehow didn't work out for him. Uh, Geronimo Barales. There was a link, but the club denied the rumor with a public announcement a few hours after the it was reported. However, it could not be ruled out. While Asteras Tripolis are demanding four hundred euros. That's the that's the latest. So we move on to the rest of the clubs. Apollon Smidny, Isaiah Kol is linked with a move to Cyprus with Apollon Limassol, but the club want to renew his contract. The same for Nikos Ioannidis. And despite an offer from an unknown Hungarian club, it was rejected. It was reported to be 100,000 euros. Yes. <laughs> is that time this? Atromitos. Yeah. Okay. Atromitos Spiros Rivanis. This, this was a bit of a shock to me. He's left the club after three and a half years. He's joined Anorthosis. Um, during his time at Atromitos, he was capped once for the ethnic gear and became a main stalwart for the defense. And Anorthosis also wanted Lazarus Christodolopoulos. There was nothing concrete there. Uh, th- there's whispers now with Dimitris Gutas, who we've interviewed, thanks to yeah. George. He could also head out the exit door of Atromitos. We don't know. Banatolikos, Bosnian defender Edin Totsalitz. On the shortlist, theoretically, will be a fantastic reinforcement due to his experience in previous time in Greece with Panionios back in 2010 to 2012. Helder Barbosa, last week I mentioned he was on the shortlist. Now, the former Ajax striker has just been released from Turkish club Hataspor and is now ready to join Panatolikos. Wow. That's Ayel, awesome. Yes, yes. Ayel have now moved on to Ayel. 
They've signed a second player from Montevideo Wanderers. This time it's Uruguayan forward, forward Matias Acuna. He'll be linking up with his compatriot, Adrian Colombino, who, was imp- who I was very impressed with against Panathinaikos. Nikos Karanikas is returning to the club for the third stint. Bad move, in my opinion. And Ukrainian centre-back, Maxim Maximenko from Golos Kovalivka will be joining on a three-year contract. Lamia has signed a Spanish... Yeah, the Colos. Who did Colos play? That's right. Yes. Yeah, they're the side of Europe. Yeah, they're featured. Yes. Maximenko featured in that side. Lamia, Spanish left back, Angel Martinez, formerly of Asteras Tripolis, is joining the club. Another decent addition to the squad. Mauritanian winger Adama Bar. Adama Bar joins for Moroccan club Bacane. And now to the Super League 2. Xanthi are reportedly in contact with former Balk striker Yanis Mistakidis, who was just released from Dutch club De Grafsha. Wow. That, yes. That'd be a good sign. That's, that would be a good yes. signing. Yeah. Yes. That wraps up the transfer yeah. news. Michael, you are a machine, mate. That is uh, as about as thorough Greek football wrap-up in English that I think you're going to get anywhere in, uh, in the world. So, well done, man. Um, just before, George, we move on to yeah, something man. else, I just wanted to touch on the form of Yakumakis. Yes, well, we're going to talk about that later, but we can talk, ah. no, we can talk about it now. He's what the lead, he's a leading goal scorer in Holland. Yeah. Yeah, he's been banging them in left, right, and center, and uh, yeah. unbelievable form. It's got 12 goals now. That second goal was a beauty. I don't know if you've seen it, even the penalty was yeah, a beauty. Yeah. I mean, the confidence just to put it square yeah. straight in the guts there, man. Like, obviously, his feet were showing a different direction. Um, it's not just his goals, it's his all around play, it's his other physical attributes, it's his hold up play, it's everything. He's looking, yeah. he's looking. He's looking like, look, he's looking that confident. He's looking like a confident. Even if his club go down, yeah, you've got to say he's carrying that team right now. He yeah. was, wasn't he linked with Feyenoord or something? Feyenoord. And, yeah. Was it a Feyenoord? Feyenoord. There's not, I don't know that if it's news, I don't know if that is concrete because that was first reported by Greek media. It's, it's yeah. nowhere on the Dutch media. He okay. should just stay just where he should just stay where he is for this season. Score yeah, he will. Thousand goals, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he'll get that move. He's the uh, he's the new Creedon goal scoring machine in Holland. So, you know, following on the footsteps of uh, Machlas, Machlas. Um, Samad, uh, Samaras as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm, there's another one that I'm. I'm sure. Anastasio. There's many. Yeah, Aristeas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So we've had some good strikers go there. So long, not, not me, Troglu at PSV. <laughs> nah, nah. Well, doesn't matter. You there's always, there's there. always. Yeah. You, forget, you forget he's been he's been everywhere since he's yeah. uh, moved from uh, Portugal. But mm. there you go. All right. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll we'll look at the uh, upcoming games uh, for the, this midweek round and the weekend round. So the big one, the big two midweek matches are Balk versus Olympiakos. Now, a few publications um, have just come out stating that um, for Olympiakos, Holebas and Bruma did not train due to flu symptoms uh, yesterday, but they've had COVID results and they've come back ne- negative, but it will re- remain to see if they play or not. So that could be big for the, um, uh, for the club going into this, uh, into this match. So, and Bauk, I believe. Um, yeah, Nulis is out. 
We yeah, don't know the extent out, of his injury. Right, yes, but yeah, so he's we definitely We don't know out. the extent of his injury, yes. He's definitely yeah. out. So we yeah. don't know the extent, yeah. yeah. So we'll move on from there. So that's a big one there. Um, Aris Aik as well. So the top four play each other there. So Greg, any yeah. news on squad or anything there for you, mate? We are, um, as per usual, uh, same squad as we had the last few weeks. Um, Swedeski is still out. Um, but otherwise, it's uh, business as usual in terms of squad-wise. Yep. And the other midweek matches, uh, Tronomitos Lamia, um, uh, Asteras Panetolikos, and Larissa V. Apollon. Okay. Um, then the weekend round comes into effect again with Olympiakos playing Pass, uh, Volos playing Lamia, Ofi um, host Balk. Aris and Panathinaikos play. So, uh, it's not straw for Aris. They play Ayek yeah. and then they play yeah. Panathinaikos two days later. Yeah. For, luckily for them, both both home games, but that's, that's <laughs> tough. That, that's, that's championship. Make or break. That's make or break if they're going to, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, you can never say never that with, you know, winning the actual Protafima, but, you know, if you want to cement where you are now, that's, you know, two big games in a row. Um, six pointers. If, if they can, if we beat them, and then if they lose to Ike, then we're all of a sudden right in the mix. Yeah. Uh, how's your squad looking, guys? Any yeah. players returning? Three players, players in. Uh, okay. Mauricio, uh, Makeda, yep. and Zagaritis. Yep. Okay. Um, the other match, which is a tricky one for Ike, they host Atromitos. So, um, yeah, you can, you know, it's uh, Atromitos are one of those tricky teams, Greg. A bogey team for us. Uh, yeah. So, uh Look, and they're actually starting to show some form. I've been pretty heavy on... Uh, I've been criticising them a fair bit as one of the worst Atromitos teams I've seen for, I think, nearly a long, long time, many years. Uh, but in the last two games, they've actually shown a fair bit of form. The game they had against Orphe was actually... It ended near low, but it was a hell of a game from both yeah. of those clubs. So uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. All right. And that wraps up the, um, the weekend matches as well there, guys. So... The, the big ones are, you know, essentially the top six all play each other one way or the other. So, you know, they could be big depending on results. You know, Olympiacos could potentially have a huge gap up top or the gap could have shrunk. Um, you know, the second, ver- second to fifth could all, you know, be bunched up. I think, Greg, you made a comment that, you know, you take away Olympiacos, there's a lot of, you know. Uh, yeah, there are miles ahead of everyone at the moment. If, uh, if it wasn't for Olympiacos, it would actually – that from second down, it's actually an incredibly yeah. uh, close and competitive league. Yeah, so it's very yeah. tight there. So um, those bastards, Olympia, of course, ruining things again, eh? <laughs> yeah, always, always. <laughs> um, all right. So, yes, that wraps up the games, guys, there. So um, my fault, I put out the question for the, the post for questions and comments um, a bit too late today. Um, and I had uh, Timmy... But Timmy, Michael said, S is at end main season. So Timmy season papas uh, said, it's seven in the morning. WTF, go to bed. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Papas. It was uh, it was actually six or so in the afternoon for me. But um, I get what you're saying, man. So sorry, dude. But thanks for the post there anyway. Uh, Kozani, one, two, three. When does Super League 2 start? And how can those interested in watching Santi do so online? Would be a worthy question for the podcast. Um, 
I'll get Michael to answer the first part and I'll answer the second part. So we put a post up, I believe, Michael, and go for it. Finally starting. Yes. It's finally starting. Yes. After 300, it will start exactly after 312 days. Yep. What a disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. So we've got a game starting this weekend. Yes. This weekend it this starts. Weekend. Beautiful. It starts the Super League 2. And um, next on the agenda is the Football League. Well, yeah, one step at a time. Next on the agenda. Uh, yeah, yeah, one step at a time with, yeah. this clown, with these clowns <laughs> running the game. Well, Lagi says promotion push, Michael. Yes. Mate, with Klaus Athanasiades yeah. and Moras in that squad, I'm yeah. hoping they do something, yes. And the Aussies, the Aussies of And the Aussies of Xanthi, yeah. I saw Matt, Matt German's uh, social media post. He's full hashtags and everything. Bum Xanthi. Good on him. Um, now, with the second part, um, watching games online, look, I know, speaking for myself and Greg, we have spoken to many people trying to get many things going, and unfortunately, dealing with Greeks are difficult. Greg, do you want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah. difficult and no response. You get one response and then... Yeah, uh, you're waiting for the second response uh, weeks now, so, yeah, uh, so they're just not great with communication and putting their product out there as best they can. It's, which it's is unfortunate. A, which is a shame. But we've given them, yeah, yeah. So we're still communicating. Um, what's his space? Because it's from our end, we're ready, but it's it's trying to get others to to play ball and you know push their product and actually you know showcase uh the league for what it is uh south football south melbourne football club mike uh had a bit of a we were just having a bit of communication earlier this week with regards to um australian football and he wanted he said oh it's confirmed the likes of uh south melbourne um uh sydney olympic and a few other clubs uh to join the championship you should invite the aafc clubs onto the podcast Michael, uh, Mike, you couldn't wouldn't want to speak to any of them, mate. To be quite honest, we we laugh at the Greek league, but at least uh, the Greek league has standards and they have a system where it allows a club to come from the bottom all the way to the top. Uh, whereas, unfortunately, in Australia, you don't see oh. that now. So, Michael, we had a laugh, but I wouldn't waste my breath on speaking to any of them until they actually, you know, start talking the language of world football, not just the language of what it seems to be now is my blood know. is slowly boiling. I don't want to get started yeah. on this too much, but so. uh, a lot of uh, ex- uh, exposure to that side of the things. And it's just amazing how they portray um, being inclusive football, about football being inclusive in Australia, but uh, yet all these traditional clubs that have got uh, everything that a football club should have are completely overlooked. It just drives you mad. Yeah. So yeah. Now until they, you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, you see with the Sydney Olympic, you know, this, the team in Australia that we all follow here, well, most of us Sydney guys follow yeah. here, Sydney Olympic, um, their owners, two multimillionaire owners who own the club have decided that they're still going to finance the club, which plays in the state league, um, but they've also moved to, to own Xanti now. And, and there was an interview that they recently did, and they're saying, well, it, it, gives, it allows us to promote our players within Australia because there's in Australia, there's a closed transfer system. So you can't even sell your player. Yeah. For a that's right. You have to just, right. give, you have to give them away basically because you, you give them away to the A-League clubs who then yeah. get, uh, go and sell them for yeah. a, a ridiculous yeah. amount. 
and they get they get the benefits yeah. of all that. I Whereas mean, we, I know with Burgess, if you remember that winning yeah. season 2018, yeah, he, he did well. Um, what's his face, George Timothy? Yeah, he, he went to Germany. Yeah, Germany for a huge fee. And, you know, in Australia, I think the cap fee was like 12,000. 12, so, my, anyway, this is an Australian football. So, Mike, in Australian football, until they start talking our language, we, you know, that's it. Um, that's it, guys. What else? We, we've got no real news. Did you have another question? Uh, the best I, player or something? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Well, where is that question here? So, um, Good pickup, Nico. Sorry, we let me can't do the listeners a disservice here. No, we can't. I know. Okay, um, what's there? We go. Where are we? Uh, Fetanos SZ season, um, throughout this really open question. So, I don't know how we're going to answer it, but why not? It's, yeah, it's hard. Hi, right, guys. Question for the podcast Who is the best player in the league? So, who's the best Super League player at the moment, right now? We'll start with Michael. Best it's player. Be El Arabi. It's El- got to be El Arabi. Yep. Beautiful. Stephen? Yeah. Um, it's definitely Amirwada. No. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love, I, I love El, El Arabi. Like, he's a great striker, but I think um, I'm going to be completely biased and say Gostas Fortunis. Beautiful. Why not? Um, Antoni, you're going to be biased? Uh, no, I'm going to be different here. Ooh. And it's, I'm going to say this is going to be random, but Bruno Gama. Good shout. Oh, yeah. yeah, good shout. Yeah, yes. yeah sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep, Nico? No, I had El Arabi in mind. Yeah. Uh, Greg? My, I'm going to say Karim Ansari Fard, uh, followed closely by Fortunis. Yeah, look, I'm going to I'm gonna go far and wide as well. Um I think uh, Geronimo Barelas um, has shone uh, this season for a you know for a for a team that generally sits around mid table. So, um, but yeah, I mean you know you can throw any you know. Even Zolis, Fortunis. Yeah, you know yeah. Fortunis, yeah. El Arabi, even, even jo- Jose Sarr in goal. You know, yeah. what a player. He yeah, is. yeah. yeah. Diudis, Diudis, yeah. Diudis. Camara for Olympiacos. Yeah, Schenkenfeld, yeah. I think, is the best defender yeah. in the league. Yeah. Um, Zvarnas Simoes as well. Simoes is a good player, Ike. Zvarnas too. Uh, <laughs> not not Durmishai. I just said chicken and egg. No, no, no. Durmishai, Rangelovic. Fetanos, who's your favourite player, man? Let us know. Who do you think is uh, is the uh, player of the season? Um and we will do something like that later on when the season concludes. We'll put out a few polls and we'll, we'll do a player of the season. Hopefully it doesn't upset as many people as our uh, Super League team of the decade did. Um, that was Olympia Ghost team of the decade, wasn't it? Well, I mean, you know, when you, when you win, so, <laughs> yeah, many, when you win so many leagues, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know when I, was put, when I was putting that team together, Greg, I was actually contemplating, should I put a photo of uh, Manolas in his um, AEC jersey? <laughs> Because he actually yeah. played more games for AEC, but then I thought, you know what, he's just going to. That is true. In the in the decade, he, he played more for AEC, and I thought, you know what, if I do that, people are just. Wait, I mean, and Donny's here now. How do you feel about Berg not being in the? I oh, don't get him top. started. Yeah. Oh man, he should have been. Oh, no, no, okay. no, got a point. Donny got a point. Look, yeah, no, no, he does. Berg, no, no, I completely agree. Berg, look, uh, look, 
obviously we this this was voted by you know the, the over Both, two thousand yeah. votes and so democratically voted democratically voted, yeah. <laughs> but I can see Berg didn't make it I reckon because he wasn't in any of the winning sides. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Cisse. I think that's the, the yeah. Time, you know, the that's double. Double. That's he he and that's yeah. when you won the double. He was just banging them like how many goals did he score? Over fifty goals. It yeah. was in a season and a half, about eighteen months. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. you just. So you can't really score. Yeah, there, there, was a, there was a period. There was like a period where there was a period where he was the best player in the league. Oh yeah, like eight hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh Berg, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh yeah, he had the most goals in the past decade. I mean, he he won the cup. Uh, maybe if you know we didn't have those fan problems, we would have won the league as well. But yeah, that fourteen fifteen. We we were three points off them after yeah. that win at Leo Foros. And we were right, right, we were there almost three points yeah. off him. Yeah. yeah. Then it fell apart after they took the points off us. They deducted those points. So, yeah, yeah look, lots to think about. I mean, Retos had that one good season. Yeah. I can see why he made it. I can see the younger, look, I can see the younger generation voted for him um, purely because he absolutely killed it that year. And got he's himself- the most, he's, I've never seen a Greek player being so forgiven by the fans. The guy, Definitely shows showed some promise, but he needs he needs to show consistency. He's injured all the time. Anyway, uh, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he moved too soon, but I was saying it at the time. I think so too. At the time, I was saying it um, that he should have spent another twelve months. And Olympia, of course, didn't want to sell him either. Spend another twelve months, establish yourself, and then because he had all the his name was like shone in lights at the time. He didn't. He took the money. He took the move. Now, you know, it was a good move. But at the same time, though, you would expect him going to Germany. They would kind of work on his um, fitness and his health. Would have made him stronger. So um, yeah, I think that, I think Leverkusen. Maybe his body just hasn't got it in him. I don't know. They've given up on him. I think. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally yeah. think he just needs to. You know, when does his contract expire? Is it this year? End of this season? Next or is year. He got, next year. Next year. He, he needs to just maybe just write the next 12 months off and yeah. just try to get himself sorted. He might be for... becoming a um, Kyriakos Papadopoulos mark. Well, he's, yeah. only, he's yeah. only 21, 20, 20. He's still young. Speaking he is of, still young. Speaking of Papadopoulos, he's uh, he's pulling some games together in Croatia for Lokomotiv. So, um, and you know what? The, I'd pick him in front of a few of those. Uh, oh, 100%. percent. He, he's 10 times talented than a few of those centre-backs. That, yes. Uh, yes. You know, so if he... So if yes. he, yeah, and uh, Tavella. So, um, <laughs> so if he can continue on in his, um, in his, you know, continue on playing and and you know playing ninety minutes consistently for uh, his club in Croatia, then you know if uh, if uh, John Van Schip can look in weird and wonderful places for players, I'm sure he can look in Croatia for one as well. So he's hoping anyway. All right, guys. We've gone a little bit over this time, but um, lots to go through, I guess. So good chatting. Good speaking yep. to everyone. Thanks all the listeners. Thank you, guys. And uh, we'll do it all again next week. All right. See you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, George. Yeah.